Faith, without the testing of it, is simply theoretical. It's when we face moments in our lives that stretch us, that take us beyond our comfort, that get us out of our mundane daily routines. It's then that our faith is often put to the test. When we have to face things in life that seem unfair, when we have situations that surround us, that feel like everything is crashing down on us. It is in those moments that we find ourselves in a place of decision, a place where our faith finds an adversary. So how do we react whenever our faith comes against an opponent that we did not see coming? You are listening to Beyond the Walls Podcast with writer and speaker, Ben James. Welcome back to Beyond the Walls Podcast. My name is Ben James. I'm your host. Today, we're continuing in our series called Faith Verses. Today, we will be interviewing our guest, Laura Jones. She is the current Miss Kentucky, top 10 Miss America contestant for the year of 2016. We are talking to her today about faith versus the spotlight, about how there could be times where your faith is tested whenever your influence is increased and the number of eyes that are watching you, the number of ears that are listening to you, and the number of lives that you are impacting gets a little bit greater than what you're used to on a normal day-to-day basis. So first off, Laura, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for being willing to do this interview. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Right, great. So what I'd like you to do first first off is just give us a little bit of a background of, of your story up until right now. Just what okay. introduce us to the Laura Jones's life story oh, here, God. I guess. All right. Well, we'll be we might be sitting here for a while. But um, <laughs> so let's see. Well, I grew up um, very, very blessed in a home with parents who, who loved each other and loved the Lord and really um, raised my siblings and I up in a Christian home with um, a lot of values and morals. And I, you know, I, I was involved in sports and activities when I was younger, but I really didn't find the one thing that I loved and was really passionate about until I started competing in the Miss America organization when I was 13. And I competed for four years in the Miss Kentucky's Outstanding Team program. Um, for girls ages 13 to 17. I did four years in that program and then uh, went off to school. Um, I actually had a little rough patch my freshman year at school, which was very influenced by uh, the world and just kind of had a a bit of a rebellious year, um, kind of to be very vulnerable with you. Just um, I struggled for about two years with a eating disorder, which I um, healed and recovered from, and eventually, in the next five years that I competed for Miss Kentucky, that became my platform, and so that was the, the thing I spoke on, you know, when, when people would ask me to come and speak or perform, um, I would speak about, you know, creating awareness about eating disorders and um, educating young girls about how serious they can be, and um, having been through that, it kind of gave me a platform to stand on, so I competed, like I said, for Miss Kentucky for another uh, three years, took a year off, and came back 
uh, this past year and won Miss Kentucky finally. So that was a dream come true for me. I went to Miss America this past September and I got to compete for Miss America 2017. I was in the top 12 and um, now I, I've just, I'm finishing out my last few days, this, these next few weeks of Miss Kentucky 2016 and then I'll move on to whatever the Lord has next. <laughs> All right, great. Awesome. So, you know, I, I felt personally like everyone was robbed just because you did not get to perform your talent, oh. uh, you know, on Miss America. But if you're okay right. with it, I would, there are some YouTube videos of you, you, yeah. you playing. So I would love to be able to post those in the show notes of this episode. If you're yeah. okay with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Post away. Awesome. Great. And you know, while everyone knows you, you know, the majority of people may know you from, um, you know, being Miss Kentucky, competing in Miss America, yeah doing your talents and, and your platforms and your speaking engagements. I, yes. I, I just, I have to inform our listeners of my, how I'm always going to associate myself with you. And that okay. is, you know, a, a lot of people don't, don't realize that you, you volunteered, you know, several years at the, the, the youth group at the church that I serve at currently. And one evening, a couple years ago, we volunteered as, as youth group workers to work a concession stand at a local football game on a Friday night. What we did not yeah. realize was the night that we signed up for was senior night. And it was quite hectic at the concession stand at that time. And oh, yeah. you and I, you're, you're my nacho buddy for the remainder yeah, of yeah. life. You're, you're my nacho buddy because, you know, you and I worked the nacho station and, and was absolutely swamped back there. But I, I think we had a blast doing it. I had a lot of fun doing it that night. You did. We did. And I can say, honestly, that was my first and only time ever working at a concession stand or anything <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, that was a hectic night. But it was. It was super fun. It was. And, you know, speaking of show notes, and this will be one of the uh, one of the portions that I will edit out if uh, if I get rejected here. The the one thing that that sticks out in my mind about that night was before I knew that you even you know had a had a hidden talent. I was introduced to another talent that you had. I believe it's called the Botox face. Oh my God! Yeah, we gotta edit this out. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I didn't know if you would be willing to do that again. Take no. a selfie, send me a picture, and and that would be fantastic in the show notes That's as well. So funny. Yeah, that, I would. I be. I really will. Um, and the only reason I will is because I I would put it. Actually, this is really funny. When I competed all those years, I competed for Mr. Technique. Um, on your resume, they ask for interesting facts, and that was one thing I listed as an interesting <laughs> fact, because who in the world wants to go in front of a bunch of judges and make a funny face? So I thought that that was just really funny. I don't know. But yeah, I would be happy to. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Great. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll rein myself in here, and, and we'll get uh, we'll get to the, the questions that I have for you. Um was just curious, you know, with this, you know, we interviewed Tammy Nashawn, which you're very familiar with Tammy and her story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we, we interviewed her in regards to faith versus loss of how she balanced her faith versus what she's gone through in life. Um, yeah. So, so what we're wanting to do is, is trying to reach out to as many people as we can who are facing things as a believer that may not have been on their radar, you know, and, and yeah. you know, quite honestly, just, 
I, I wanted to reach out to you from the spotlight standpoint because I know that all your years of competing, winning Miss Kentucky and competing in Miss America was the ultimate goal, goal but I'm sure right. that at some point you were kind of taken aback at what all that brought, you know, what all that entailed and all of the responsibility and, uh, and the commitments that went along with that. So I guess my first question is, is during this process of pageantry, um, were that, was there ever a time that you were asked or expected to compromise your values in the pageantry culture? You know, I, I wouldn't say that there was a time that I was outright asked to compromise my values. And that's been a blessing. I think that's been honestly just the Lord's protection. Um, because I, I fully prepared myself for that to be a question. I, I fully prepared myself when I was competing, especially when I was a teenager. Um still kind of finding out who Laura was and still, you know, developing my own set of beliefs and not what my parents believed. Um, I I definitely prepared that that, that would be, um, that I might be asked to compromise my beliefs. Uh, but thankfully, um, I, I haven't um, been asked to compromise anything. I, I will say, you know, when... My job at Miss Kentucky is largely based on traveling into the school system and meeting children. And obviously, when you are in the public school system, um, you are sometimes asked not to say things like God or Jesus or, right. um, you know, reference biblical scripture or um, anything like that. So one, only one time during my year have I been asked, not to say God or Jesus in a public school system. Hmm. Um, and it, it's been amazing to me that, I, that it hasn't been more um, secular during my year, but I have really had freedom in what I've been able to talk about in a school system or in a group or in um, speaking to any kind of audience. So it's been a blessing that I haven't been asked to compromise anything, but... Um, only one time can I remember uh, being asked to refrain from using, you know, anything biblical in what I talk about. Right, right. Well, good. That's that's really good because I know that you're you have traveled quite a bit, right. quite a bit. So that's great. Um, in, in along that same line, um, how have you noticed that your level of influence has changed? Um, and, and along with that, what what pressures has come along with your increase in influence? The level of influence has changed drastically. Um, it is amazing how many people are, the, the way that your level of influence changes by just wearing a sash and a crown. I mean, the power and the platform and the voice that that gives you as a simple crown uh, to really get people's attention and hold their attention, um, it, it's incredible. So I would not... I really, truly believe that I wouldn't have the level of influence that I have without this platform. Um, so that's been amazing. But, yeah, anytime you're, you're put in a position of a higher influence, there is a sense of pressure that's put on you. As our Miss America, Savvy Fields, she always says, you are held to a higher standard, and you are. Um, anytime you're in a, a position of influence like this, people are looking up to you. You are a role model. You are an example whether you want to be one or not, you are one uh, because people are watching. 
So, yeah, I mean, there is a certain amount of pressure that's there as far as what you say and how you act. Um, any pressure, though, that, that I think I felt this year, um, it, I think has more been from myself, putting pressure on myself. Interesting. Um, I, I haven't felt pressure at all from family or friends. Um, sometimes from that from the outside, from the media, I feel a little bit of pressure. Um, but honestly, I think more of it, more than not, it's been me putting pressure on myself um, to make sure that um, more that I'm, that I'm not just saying what people want to hear, but that I'm being truthful and that I'm being honest and willing to be vulnerable. So I, I really put that, I, I would say it's positive pressure on myself to just try to be real mm-hmm. with people. But yeah, that you have a position of authority or influence at all, there is going to be a certain amount of pressure. Right, right. Okay, great. So that that's interesting that you're you're referencing that. You know, while there there are external pressures that come along with it, that uh, that you've noticed that that the internal pressures are. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, and and that might be just some uh, you know a, a standpoint where. I am on stage a lot, and so I, I have a certain amount of pressure when I'm on stage. I put a certain amount of pressure on myself to perform to the best of my ability, or I, I know what I'm capable of, and so I don't want to give or do or say or act any less than what I know I'm capable of. So that may just be the the competition in me of wanting to compete with myself. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, in any sort of position like this, I, I think that's natural. Right, right. Well, and to this is something that uh, that that came in social media wise, and and also came into my office a couple of days ago. But a couple of the girls that uh, that before this journey started for you, as far as from the spotlight, you know, the Miss Kentucky competing for the Miss America portion of it, a couple of the girls that were in your group at uh, at First Church yeah. at, at the youth program, they um, they basically made reference to that they felt like along this journey since the public eye has been on you that they they feel like you have been a great representation of Colossians 3:23 where it says you know do do all things at with excellence as unto the lord so you've you not only made an impact in their lives on an individual private basis within group within text messages within just doing life with them while you were here you've also been able to impact them and and probably countless others throughout throughout this journey and them being able to watch you a little bit from afar and seeing how you're handling yourself in the public spotlight. So I thought that would be something yeah. that, uh, that you should know. So thank you. Yeah. I, I do appreciate that. Um, have you had any challenges, um, as far as people maybe being offended and you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, talking about the school systems being very, you know, very welcoming to the aspect of faith that you carry in your life. But have you had any yeah. uh, any problems or any issues with anyone maybe being offended um, from what you believe, your value systems, your faith, and basically just showing, using your platform um, to show Jesus to the world? Have, have you met any resistance in that area? I have met countless mm-hmm. people who have, different belief system or um, a different religion or a different um, set of morals or values, but 
it has been incredible that, um, you know, not once have I ever been challenged in what I believe as far as, um, you know, someone verbally or directly challenging me about, you know, um, about what I believe or, or being offended or, or that I was stepping on their toes about what I believe. And I, I think that just comes from one place. You know, I think when you are really, um, when something is who you are, when it's your identity, like for me, my identity is totally rooted in Christ. I know I would not be here without the grace of God. Um, he is the reason I, I live and breathe and am able to do what I do. Um, when that is true and when that is who you are, you can't help but just let it flow. Like you cannot help but let that joy direct and lead your life. Um, and so my, my goal in all of this was I don't want to change, um, who the Lord has created me to be. If the Lord is going to appoint me to be Miss Kentucky, then I'm going to give him praise and credit wherever I go. And, um, having done that, you know, I've met people who, may not believe that same way, but my job as Miss Kentucky is to love on them and, and to serve them regardless of who they are or what their background is or who they're dating or how they grew up. Um, and so because I think I've approached it with that mindset of I'm just going to love on you and I'm going to serve you, nobody can argue with someone loving and serving them. You know what I mean? Like, That's good. That doesn't yeah. step on anyone's nose. Um and I think that the resistance comes when we are, when we don't approach truth in the right way. Like when we approach truth as you're doing this wrong or you're believing this wrong or you're not saved, um, it comes that we're pointing the finger. Um, and I think just with a different approach of, I'm going to love you. This is what I believe truth is. I'm going to live that out. I'm going to be that example. Um, but I'm going to love you and serve you regardless of who you are um, or what you believe or what your background is. Um, I think that might be the reason I haven't met, met a whole lot of resistance. Um, but again, it's been a lot of prayer for protection, um, in that way, because I, I'm shocked. I mean, these questions are, are, are funny to me because I'm shocked that I don't have more stories to say <laughs> of, of, yeah, there was this one time when I was really challenged, right. um, the Lord has just really, really watched over me this year and answered so many prayers in that way. That's great. I, I love to hear you talking about the representation of truth and love, and that you're not you're not the one necessarily responsible for defining what truth is or whom you show love towards. Or you know, it, it's right. just you know your right. job is just to influence and love. Um, so yeah. I, I think that's yeah. fantastic. I was going to reference the book um, "Love Does" by Bob Goff, and yes. I think. Uh, at the beginning of my year when I spent, well, this whole year, I spent so much time in the car traveling. And so I got that as an audio book, and um, a friend got it for me, and so I listened to it for hours and hours on traveling. And his approach to Christianity and loving people and sharing truth with people um, through the way that we love them and serve them, I think that changed my entire outlook and motive behind why I do what I do. Um, and so it, you know, I, yes, I'm in a leadership position, but really my job is just to serve and, mm. and love. And so I think that's the reason Bob Goff really inspired me yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's, um, that's a fantastic that book. Fantastic book. Oh, yes. It's incredible. 
Yeah, and we will we will put a link to to that in the show notes, also to to the Amazon page because I highly recommend anyone get their hands on that book. It's it'll it becomes life changing, like you were talking about. You see people, you you see yourself and your mission, your purpose in a completely different way. Right. Absolutely. I am, and probably 99.9% of the people who are going to be listening to this are very much outsiders to the pageantry world, let's say, other than, uh, you know, I I, I did, I won Prince of my kindergarten class um, whenever I was at Pritchard Elementary, but but beyond that, that's that's about as far as my experience goes. So there are a lot of, there are a lot of stereotypes that go yeah. along whenever people think of beauty pageants, Miss America, Miss Kentucky. Have have you felt any of the maybe pressures from an uneducated public as to being expected to fit into a quote-unquote stereotypical pageantry mold? Do you feel like there's an understanding of who you are or what's expected of representatives, people in the public spotlight like um, yourself? Yeah, there, there definitely, I have definitely been, um, <laughs> I do not fit the stereotypical pageant mold at all. Um, and in a, in a sense, I'm thankful for that. And I'll kind of elaborate on that. But yes, um, pageantry is totally stereotyped. And I think the, the reason for that is, like you were saying, a lot of people just aren't educated about what certain organizations, pageantry organizations, are really about or what your job is as a Miss um, Kentucky or a Miss America. Um, and there are different pageant systems. So I, I can speak for the Miss America program, as that's the only one really that I've seated in. Um, but the Miss America organization is a scholarship organization. So not only is it, you know, you have to get up on stage and be an incredible speaker and sit in front of a panel of judges not knowing what in the world they're going to ask you and be able to answer articulately and, um, you know, efficiently. But you have to be willing to have discipline in your life as far as um, your lifestyle and your fitness. Um, you have to have a talent and a skill that you practice. Um, and even beyond that, you know, you have to be able to be an advocate and represent an organization and, you know, whatever comes with that. It, for me, it's been a full-time job this year, uh, and a lot of people don't know that. I work for the Department of Agriculture. That is who I'm employed by this year. And so they fund me to be in all the school systems and speak on things like farm safety, fire safety, vehicle safety, um, where your food comes from, you know, raising awareness about farming and the agriculture industry and society. And beyond that, um, I have been able to speak on my personal platform, which is all about eating disorders and um, healthy body image, and raise money for the Children's Miracle Network as well. So a lot of people don't know that that is behind all that you see on stage. Um, now, as far as books flies, I think there is like a stereotypical pageant mold Um I've heard, and, and honestly, this is what I thought before I got involved in pageantry, you know, that pageant girls are really tall and lean and have really long legs. And, um, you know, when you think of a pageant, um, you think of an evening gown and a swimsuit, probably. And while those are two phases of competition, for real, um, there has been one time that I've worn a swimsuit 
and it was during the pageant, and that was it. Not once in my job have I ever had to wear a swimsuit. <laughs> uh, when it comes to an evening gown, uh, the only times that I've ever worn an evening gown during my year as Miss Kentucky is if I was emceeing a pageant or on stage at a pageant. Um, not one time during the actual job of Miss Kentucky have I been required to wear a swimsuit or an evening gown. Um, and so it's interesting to me that that's the stereotype and yet behind the job of what I actually do or behind the title, um, there's so much more that a lot of people don't know about. So, and not, not on the other side of things, uh, physically I am five one and very short and <laughs> short legs. I mean, um, just completely the opposite of what you would stereotype a, a tall, pageant girl to be um but yeah there there are a lot of stereotypes and i've had a lot of questions my one probably one of the questions that i get the most is well what do you do so like what do you do as Miss kentucky what is your job and people are just you know astounded when you actually tell them that you don't just win the title and then go home and come back and crown the girl the next year there's there's a lot more that goes into it and i'll be the first to tell you i was so skeptical at first, and very, very much stereotype pageant girls before I became involved. So I think it depends on the system, but I can say 100% for the American organization, it has been a lot more than just about what people see on TV or what people think of when they think of a stereotypical pageant girl. Awesome. Well, that's that's great. Yeah, a lot of good information there. Um, also, we'll I'll, I'll Google search it or something, see if I can find a link for the Miss America program itself. That way that people can go if they're curious yeah. as to more about that. That way they can they can have some references in the show notes there being able to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, having having yourself kind of thrust a little bit into the spotlight, uh, what, what advice would you give to anyone of faith, um, someone who believes in Christ, that finds themselves mm-hmm. in a greater area of spotlight spotlight or influence what would what would be your your advice for them i think my biggest piece of advice would be um never compromise what you believe be be very bold in that um but more importantly i think there's a fine line between um being unapologetic and being very bold about what you believe and also um, not turning people off to that because of your boldness. Um, your job is, is not to um, change what people believe or, um, you know, be so in your face and unapologetic about it that, it that it turns people off to not only what you believe but who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my biggest piece of advice um, for people would be, you know, be... Um, Bold in humility is what I, I, I like to phrase it being bold in humility because um, in, at the end, and I say this from my standpoint, that this is not about me. This is not about what I do this year. It, it's not about um, the right words that you say or the clothes that you wear or the, you know, even the organizations that you represent, really. You know, this is simply about being a light where you're planted and, um, no one's going to argue with that. No one's going to be offended if you are simply willing to be vulnerable and willing to be real. Um, 
And so be, be bold in that. I mean, uh, I, you know, I told you when I came into this, it was totally because of the Lord. And so I kind of made a deal with God that I was like, all right, Lord, like if this is the reward that you have for me, if this is the, your will for my life, then I am not going to go into this and, and take the credit for myself because it's not mine to take. Um, it's not my doing. Um, but that took me being willing to be bold, even sometimes when it was uncomfortable. Um, for instance, I work with an incredible group of people at the Kentucky Department of Agriculture. I work with incredible representatives in the Children's Miracle Network um, and the Miracle Organization. But you don't know necessarily who's a believer and who's not when you first get into this. And so you kind of just have to decide ahead of time, okay, I'm going to pray for my meal before I eat, whether or not anyone else does, or... I'm going to ask people if they would be offended if I pray over our meal or, um, you know, if someone's having a hard time, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, hey, would you mind if I pray for you? Um, regardless of, of what they say back, <laughs> I'm going to be faithful to ask that. And that's something I've had to do even today. <laughs> I uh, prayed over lunch even when no one else did. And so it's just it's just taking those little steps of faith knowing that you, you have no idea how people are going to respond to it, mm-hmm. but um, you just have to hold strong to that and know that in the end, it's, it's really not about not about you. It's about you being a light. And uh, so, yeah, I guess that would be my biggest piece of advice is just walk in humility but be bold. Before, before we end here, uh, is there anything that you would like to, to say, any, anything you'd like to say to any of our listeners out there? Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I um, I hope that that your listeners and, and everyone out there listens that, um, that you kind of get a sense of, like, <laughs> I hope this hasn't been what you thought it was going to be pageantry-wise, stereotypical pageantry-wise. Um, I hope that it's really opened a lot of people's eyes to the fact that uh, I really do think you can an organization that is image-based, that is a secular industry, and really do it. Um, for his glory and for his good, that's certainly what he's done this year. And uh, and I believe what he does every year, man behind it. So um, this year has been incredible for me. I've learned so much. I've been challenged. Um, I've been incredibly blessed. And I wouldn't have changed one moment of it, not one moment. Um, so thank you for having me today and letting me share a little piece of, of my story. Yeah, well, I just I'm so very thankful that you're willing to to take the time out of of your schedule to be able to talk with us. And as far as expectations of what what this was going to be, my expectation was just for for you to share your heart and just share who you are with us through the lens maybe of pageantry and and what your journey has been through this past year. And and I think that you have far surpassed my expectations as you normally do with just about everything in your life. So I appreciate it again. Of course, of course. I, I'm honored that you asked me to come on and be a guest. It was um, really fun. This is the first podcast I've ever done, so there you go. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Beyond the Walls podcast with your host, Ben James. If you would like to know more or give feedback, you can email us at beyondthewallspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check back soon for more Beyond the Walls podcasts.